Here we are. We're live. This is live, and this is 2020, and we have decided, you and I, to create this online content for our readers. I think of a conversation I had with Mr. Joe Devitt last year, and he suggested that we provide some content that is in audio format while you're driving or while you're commuting. And Joe, if you are listening to this podcast in your car, give us a little toot toot, a couple of beeps on the horn there, (laughs) because this really was inspired by your comments to me while we sat at the Sunset Grill having breakfast. And you suggested that we provide some kind of content that could be consumed without having to read. And so this is the content that we're providing and it's our very first episode. Yeah, and we're happy to be here. We're we're calling our podcast The Zebra Lounge. The Zebra Lounge because we like zebras. Zebras are a common animal in Kenya. They would be They're a common African animal. They might be the the donkey of Africa, but what would be the equivalent in, in Canada? It would probably equivalize, if that's even a word. Is it a word? I don't know. <laughs> we can make it a word, though, right? It it's would fun. probably be equal to the, the squirrel you would see in Canada. So you see zebras on the side of the road, maybe driving along in Kenya. So just as you would see a squirrel running by, we decided that using a common animal, such as a zebra, would be interesting. Yeah, and we've learned to love zebras. We've gone on a few safaris, and although you see zebras a lot... If you study them, then you really come to love them and appreciate the fact that each zebra is unique. Each zebra is special in the degree of depth of the blackness of their stripes. Some are more black than others. The size of the stripes, the shape of the stripes. It's almost like each zebra is unique like a fingerprint Mm -hmm. or a snowflake. And we want to give a theme to our very first podcast episode and the theme is vanilla beans i know you're probably wondering where did this where did this come from where did this topic come from well today actually we were sitting at a a coffee shop and we had a pastry as well as a coffee and um marty over here decided he wanted to order the double vanilla latte and they told him uh, no, actually, we don't have we don't have vanilla in stock today. Isn't that what they told you? Yeah, they didn't have any vanilla syrup, so I went with the next best option, which was caramel. And we wondered about vanilla, and that led me to start thinking about vanilla and the story of vanilla and how awesome and incredible and rare vanilla actually is. And most people don't even realize that when you're enjoying a bowl of vanilla ice cream, if it's got real vanilla... Yeah, it's really, vanilla is something that is kind of present in a lot of things, and you almost miss it, but without it, I don't know, the the essence of the vanilla is just something else. Yeah, vanilla, when you go to this ice cream shop, is plain, Jane, ordinary in most people's minds, but it's kind of like the zebra of ice cream, right? That's very true. Yeah, and so maybe it fits with the zebra lounge theme. Exactly, hence the theme. A great theme to kick off, lessons from the vanilla bean, and I was telling you, how precious and rare vanilla actually is. And it originated in Mexico. That's where vanilla grows naturally. And some European settlers saw the vanilla. They tried to bring it back to Europe, and they did. But they couldn't get the vanilla 
to grow on the vine. The vanilla bean wouldn't grow. And they couldn't figure out why for the longest time. And you were mentioning to me that uh, the vanilla bean process or getting the actual bean or essence of the vanilla is actually something very prestigious. Is that the right word to describe Prestigious, it? rare, special. Uh, intricate. Intricate, it's... delicate, scarce, uh, valuable. It's kind of like having a a pile of gold if you can have some vanilla beans growing on the vine. And so these Europeans saw it in Mexico, tried to transfer it, transplant it into Europe, couldn't do it. And it took a while, maybe a couple hundred years, for someone to realize that it needed to be pollinated. And there is a rare species of bee, like there's two of these kinds of bees in the world. And they were native to Mexico, they live in the ground actually. And they were the missing link that Europe didn't have. They didn't have these kind of bees. So Europe's trying to take this this bean from Mexico and they can't seem to grow it because they don't have this species of bees. They don't have this species of bees. So they're trying to figure out how do we how do we get these these beautiful rare vanilla orchids which flower again this is the the rarity, the preciousness, the value, the fleeting nature of the vanilla bean. On the plant, on the vine, the bloom, the orchid, only blooms once per year for about four to six hours on that one day in a year. Once per year. Once per year. That's it. That's it. So you have a very short period of time. Short window. Where you can... But take us through the process of what what that looks like. So we're back to the Europeans, though, before we leave that. So so they, they, they couldn't figure it out. And so they were shipping these vines with some of their business shipper guys. I don't even know what you call it. Someone's laughing right now. Whatever the people are that migrate by boat from one country like France or Europe to other places in the world. Colonists. Is that a dirty word these days? I don't know. Colonists, pilgrims. Pilgrims. Pilgrims is a good word. Yeah. And there was this one guy. He took the vanilla vine to Reunion Island. His name was Benoit something. I'm not even sure if I'm getting it right. And he he was able to get the vine to grow there because it's very tropical, very warm, humid. And the vanilla vine just grew. And it is a vine that grows. And and he was even able to get orchids to to bloom. But he couldn't get the bean to happen on the vine. Until one day, he, he was able to see some beans on his vine when he was walking with his slave boy, a 12-year-old boy named Edmund, who had no shoes. No shoes. Why is that? Because they didn't allow slaves to have shoes because it prevented them from going inside of buildings because okay. you weren't allowed to go inside with without shoes, apparently. And they were walking and the slave boy named Edmund pointed out on the vine some beans. And, and so this plantation owner said to his slave, how did that happen? And so the boy recounted the story a few months earlier how Benoit, the plantation owner, had showed Edmund, the slave, how to hand pollinate watermelon vines to get the watermelon to grow on the vine. And he hand pollinated and explained the process to the slave. The slave stored that information and he was able to hand pollinate the vanilla vine. Which we have to remember is very, very intricate, 
delicate specific process that you have to go through to get this bean to grow right right like you can't even grow a vine you can't even plant the vine unless the moon is waxing that's another requirement that has to be in this whole mix to allow the vanilla bean to happen we don't even talk about that but it's it's just a labor intensive process so he was able to slave boy to hand pollinate do what the birds and the bees do you know plant sex can we say that Maya? can we say that <laughs> go for it go for it so yeah he was able to do that he was able to hand pollinate this this bloom vanilla bloom and create the bean and the bean then has to be on the vine for another six to nine months it can't stay on too short or else it doesn't have flavor it can't stand too long or it's worthless so it's got to be on the vine just the right amount of time and then it's picked by hand and then it's cured another couple months dried cured and then the beans are ready for processing where they are I don't know what the word is they're put into a like almost like a coffee drip so take, you take beans vanilla beans and you you drip them through some kind of special liquid and, and, and you get essence or you can use the beans themselves yeah so since this process is hard to come by vanilla beans can't be grown necessarily everywhere because you need either the bees or someone who knows how to prop- like a bird yeah a hummingbird a rare species of hummingbird you need someone who knows how to properly pollinate them hand pollinate it it's very labor intensive don't you can do it wrong like you can yeah. actually not get the the flap right on the on the bloom and if you get it wrong it doesn't pollinate so then we can conclude from that story. It's not easy to do this, right? It's not. It's not, it's not a mechanized process. Like hundreds of hands are required to touch from the point of planting the vine until the point you get a vanilla bean cured in the factory. And I never thought about that before when I'm maybe sitting at home eating vanilla ice cream. And I'm sure some of our listeners have never never imagined that either right and so there's something there's a there's a tension there my like the rarity of that the fleeting nature of that my name's stripes <laughs> it's okay just say that again stripes there's something very rare and special and unique about the fleeting nature of a vanilla bean and, and the orchid i think we could connect that like taking the story about the vanilla bean we could connect it to Maybe the the moments in our life. I don't know if you want to like this moment yeah, right now. Exactly. It's it's special. It's unique. It's rare. Uh, we don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, there's something special, significant about knowing that this moment that we are in right now is not going to last forever. And so we're creating this podcast for the first time, father daughter, and it's just special. It's unique, and I'm glad we're in this moment. Yeah. But Time lends this experience, this moment, great power, significance, meaning, weight, an ontological weight. Would you agree or disagree with me that if something uh, is more unique or more rare, then it's going to have more significance, possibly? Yeah, I would. I would say that. I would say those moments in our lives when we stop and we smell the vanilla orchid and we realize how special rare 
unique, fleeting it is. We need more moments like that in our lives because they bring great joy. And, and the joy comes from the fact that we know that the time is limited. And so we can think of moments even in our lives. You know, you're in high school right now. Time is ticking. We go for walks. Yeah. Try and capture some of those moments that we have together so they don't just pass us by. But it's rare, right? And, and so that's what makes those special. And, and, and yet there's a tension there we discuss as stripes mm-hmm. when we're having coffee. Yep, that's what Marty. sparked this podcast. Exactly. It's not just the impermanent fleeting moments in our lives that are special. But even if we were to visit a wonder of the world. You know, you go to Egypt and you see the pyramids and you stand before the pyramids of Egypt and how do you feel? Well, for the first time, of course, it feels amazing. You're seeing something that's been there for such a long period of time, which is where you mentioned the tension is because you've got these short moments that are unique and that are special, but then you compare that to maybe something that's been there forever that you can always go and see. But really, would you say it's only special in the first time that you visit it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what makes that special? Why is it so powerful to to actually see the pyramids of Egypt? They've been there thousands of years, stripes. Mm-hmm. Thousands of years. And yet, there is this glory, this, this awesomeness about them. Yeah, you're just in awe when you see them for the first time. It's amazing, right? And, yeah, it makes you... It's astounding, this... this again, ontological weight that you feel when you're looking at this historical wonder of the world in front of you and you can't believe you're there. Yeah. But you go back 100 years from now and they'll still be there. 100 years before this time, they were there, right? And that's what's strange is that still that moment is special and unique. But how is it so that... The vanilla orchid is uh, something that's, like you said, there's a small window where you can actually make that that bean or that sorry flower pollinate and it's so special there but then something that's there for thousands of years is still special but really only when you see it for the first time Hmm. Hmm. so yeah so there's a tension there between something that's really old that you look back on in the past and something that is in this present moment that's not going to last, that is also very special. And so time is the, is the common factor. There's joy in both the fleeting moment and there's joy in the moment that you experience looking at something that's very old and, and old things as well as new things. And so we have those times in our lives and we need to capture them somehow. And so we try and capture those moments don't we? Yeah. I journal. What do you do to capture moments? Uh, I sometimes take videos, maybe photos. Photos is a good way to capture a moment. Cause some, have you ever heard the phrase that a photo can capture a thousand memories? A thousand words? A thousand words. Pictures worth a thousand words? Picture, there you go. So a thousand pictures has got to be worth how many words? <laughs> uh, a lot. A lot of words, right. yeah. Yeah. So what can we conclude from connecting the vanilla bean uh, to experiences or moments in time? So the next time someone thinks about uh, maybe 
eating their vanilla ice cream or having some form of vanilla pudding or vanilla essence within a cake or something. Like, how? Mm-hmm. what can they remember? Well, I think the question I would ask you, Stripes, is do you prefer to look back on moments, memories, and feel the nostalgia behind those? Or do you prefer to be in the present moment? Or do you prefer to look ahead and anticipate the future, what's coming? Because, I mean, we've been in this place for a big chunk of your life. you got a lot of memories here. Are you going to be feeling a despair, a sadness, as you reflect on those moments and get ready to turn the page? Or are you going to be looking ahead and believing that there's lots of moments ahead of you still? Like, there's not a, a limit on how many of those moments there can be in life is there like god gives us many moments in our lives and so a lot of people struggle right with with sadness and despair well i think for sure there's a there's an excitement for what's ahead and for the new memories that are coming because we don't even know what they're going to be yet there's something about the mystery or the surprise of that that's really exciting but then of course it's important to keep uh the previous memories that you've had or the previous experiences that you've had in your mind and not necessarily dwell on those with like a sadness but look at them as something that's precious like the vanilla orchid or the vanilla bean or essence or whatever you want to call it it's something that is unique and you will never experience that again right so you shouldn't look at it with sadness but a happiness that you were able to be in that moment as well as look forward into the future for an excitement of what's going to come next Hmm. That's good. That's good. So I think life can keep creating, producing new moments of joy, new moments of satisfaction and new experiences. But we don't want to lose and forget about and deny the moments in the past. So we we do live in that tension between being in the present moment and enjoying the now Mm -hmm. and remembering the past and memories all alone by the window those kind of moments right i think of your aunt sharon she's someone who captures a lot of moments in the past and has been sending us even a lot of photos recently about past moments right and so she loves those those past moments and and even trying to create new moments And, Mm -hmm. and we do that in our lives as well we try to find great joy in both the the present but also in in the past. And and I don't know if you have any thoughts on that in terms of how your faith helps you with that. You're saying say again, how how can you connect your faith? Yeah, does your faith moments? help you with that? With with the the living in the now? Uh I think it is important to live in the now. I'm trying to think of a specific uh, thing that could connect it directly to my faith. I don't know. You know, God is infinite, meaning he's not finite. Yet in Christ, the infinite, transcendent God became finite and imminent. He entered earth from heaven, crossed that divide, and he became a real man at a real time in a real place. So there was a moment in history when Jesus lived. And it was a limited amount of time he had on earth. And yet now today, Jesus is living in the eternal, transcendent frame of 
space and time. Well, I think kind of connecting your question to your example there would be like knowing that God's God and you said infinite, he's infinite, everlasting, right? No beginning, no end. But then uh, looking at our lives and realizing, well, in this life on earth, we do have a a beginning and an end, right? But uh, it just shows how powerful he is that he doesn't have a start or an end. And if we if we put if we connect ourselves and accept him there, then we can also acquire that. So there won't be a short window of time anymore. We're no longer like the vanilla orchid or bean. We become uh, <laughs> immortal. There you go. Immortal. Uh, we take on that Christ-like quality. When we die, we will live again. Yeah. So we don't have to fear the end. I know a lot of people older people that you may know in your life are thinking a lot about their their end and maybe you're listening to this and you are right now thinking about your end and if you get discouraged depressed about thinking about the end you don't have to if you are a follower of Jesus because the same thing that happened to Jesus if you believe in him is going to happen to you we listen to a song in our car I love it about the resurrection and there's nothing that can hold Jesus down. Do you know what song I'm talking about? It's like a, a chant song. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about right now, or you don't? You have no idea. Because uh, you're kind of looking puzzled. I, <laughs> um, I'm sure there is a song in our car like that. I can't put a name to it unless you. I like wish it. I could remember the 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 voice. Right. I'm gonna follow Jesus. And and follow the grave can't hold him down. Okay. Right, you know that one. I'm I'm getting a little bit of Jesus a Jesus rose. I'm gonna rise. I'm gonna follow him out of the grave. I think I know what you're talking. You know about. where I'm getting to. I yeah, know yeah. where he's. I, he's not crazy. I promise. Yeah, but uh, anyway, this is song, and so you got to believe that if you want to get out of that funk that you might be in. You know, many people after the end of the year, time is ticking. Yeah. And. Uh, the start of a new year is sometimes not a happy time for some people. And we don't want to get all dark and gloomy right now on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, our first episode and we're already... <laughs> we're taking you down. Is there anything else you want to say in terms of... Uh, well, we just want to say this is the first yeah. of, of our podcasting efforts. And we're hoping to release two of these a month. That's our goal. For the next year, we're committing to two podcasts per month if there is a subject that you would like us to talk about on the podcast please leave a comment yeah below we'd love to discuss it we would we'd love to share our thoughts and it is going to be a gen what are you i'm a gen x what is that gen z you're sure you're gen x i don't know what i am (laughs) yeah you can you can say okay am i a a millennial millennial yeah you're a millennial i think i am a gen xer Okay. I don't know. No, maybe you could tell us what we are. We're not going to reveal our ages because we want to keep this as low profile as possible because this is going to go public. It's not just for the blog subscribers. If you are a blog subscriber, blog subscriber. Well, we, don't, we don't want people going to our blog. Yeah, we don't want you to go to our blog. So, uh, <laughs> we'll take uh, but in terms of our podcast, uh, today was more of like an introduction. We're just... But we did get started on a little bit of a topic, just to get us started. But uh, I think our next few podcasts will be a little more topic-driven. But then again, you have to remember, this can be like a conversation. 
so we can't promise like it's it's a non-scripted podcast right so we don't have certain uh i don't know what you want to call them like baselines that we're going over we just go where the conversation takes us. we go where the conversation takes us and i think in future episodes what listeners would love to hear about is if i was to imagine myself being a listener father daughter maybe there's some parenting topics that we we could talk about from the perspective of of a child and a parent Maybe there's some topics with regards to life overseas, through culture stuff, um, faith, Christianity, whatever it is. Just leave a comment. Leave a comment. We'd love to go over it. Love to hear from you. And I think just to conclude, we'd like to say next time you're eating anything vanilla flavored. Next time you're having your cup of coffee with vanilla in it, a vanilla latte, having vanilla cake, vanilla ice cream. You know, I'm a vanilla enthusiast. Yeah. I love vanilla. I'm, that's my favorite ice cream flavor. But next time you're doing that, uh, remember how precious it is and how laborious it is to get that pure vanilla to your... Beverage, snack, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, and think of Edmund, the slave boy, who brought that <laughs> Poor guy. to you. Didn't even, didn't even benefit from it. He died no. in poverty. Shoeless. But yeah, enjoy your vanilla. Uh, Remember this podcast where we talked about how uh, the vanilla is something, a very intricate process to getting that vanilla bean. Just like, yeah, precious, rare fleeting. Just like the moments in our life that, yeah, you're going to look back on. And And we encourage you this year to kick off this year, it's January 2020, to find those moments in your life that are joy-filled because there's not a shortage of them god has given us a lot and and it's our job to pay attention and find them yeah look around you look around the people around you right now your workmates your family your friends neighbors find those moments of joy in your life thank you so much for tuning in how do we close these off uh the zebra What's, lounge i don't know this what is do we do? marty and stripes yeah from the zebra lounge from the zebra lounge Deep in the heart of the garage, beside the drum kit and the lawnmower. <laughs> that's where we're. That's where we're starting off. Who knows? Yeah, who knows where we'll go? Who knows where this will take us? But I'm so glad we started, and that's the lesson, I guess, is to just start. It's January. Let's begin. Just start doing something, and uh, let's begin. And stay tuned because we are coming out with another podcast this month. You bet. Thanks for tuning in to the Zebra Lounge with Marty and Stripes. All right. 